Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, a wrestling show by fans for fans. My name is Jack Murley. I am a professional broadcaster. With me each and every week, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett to cast our eye across everything happening in the world of professional wrestling. Charlie, there's only one place to start today. It's almost, almost here. Clash at the Castle. It's just hours away. Jack, I'm going. I'm actually going as well. I'm, oh my God. Anyone who's, any of our regular listeners... You will have followed this saga. And that's what it is. This is a saga. Yeah. Shakespeare could have written it. I was going, and then my game against Saracens got changed to Saturday, so I wasn't going. Then I told Jack off air last week that there was rumours it might get changed back to Friday, and I could go. And then, to rub it in, I was at Cardiff Millennium Stadium last week, training. I was at the Arms Park next to so I was watching the WWE rigging, getting ready. They've been there for a week, getting So I was watching it happen. Like, the cables, as well. I was watching them put it in. And all the lads were like, oh, what's going on here? I was like, it was with the WWE show next week, lads, and I'm not here. And it was very sad. And then, on Monday, got told, no, game is definitely Saturday. So I text chat being like, the dream is over, the game's on Saturday. And was trying to sell my ticket. And then I get a text at eight o'clock on Tuesday morning just saying, lads, game's Friday now. So I text Jack straight away. And um, yeah, but, and Jack and his mate Dan, who we're going with, Dan, who's one of our listeners. He's Hashtag of stay ours, grumpy. Bottled announcing it on BBC Cornwall's live news. It was ridiculous. Honestly, we were in the newsroom and I got this and we stopped everything. We literally were talking about the show we were going to do because Dan's been producing me in my day job this week looking at the show. And I was like, hold on. Charlie says he can go and we both popped huge I mean genuinely for you this is the best possible outcome you still get to play Saracens and you still get to come to this huge huge event yeah mate like this never things never work out like this I'm waiting for something to go wrong things never work out like this in life that you get everything you want in one weekend it happens so I'm just touching wood hoping it all does but yeah and honestly we'll talk about the show now rather than just me because there are more important things than just me at this show Oh, I can't remember the last time I was this excited for anything, Jack. Right, let's get into it then, because it is, as I'm sure every single person listening to this knows, the UK's first pay-per-view event since SummerSlam 92. It's been 30 years in the making. A mammoth crowd of, I think, 67,000-plus already shifted ticket-wise. We know the capacity is even more than that, and this card is shaping up superbly. The main event, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for all the marbles, the undisputed WWE. WWE Universal Championship at stake. I don't think WWE could have done a better job of building this if they tried. No, this feels very, very, very big fight feel and the build has been brilliant and there are other stories bubbling under which always makes it more intriguing. There is the Sammy and KO story. Carrying Cross is around, coming for Drew. Um, KO is coming for Roman. Sammy's not sure whether he's with KO or Roman. There's lots and lots of stories bubbling under, and it's just fascinating. They're all bubbling under, but they all feel incredibly organic. None of them feel like they've been shoehorned in to this rivalry, to this storyline. Here's the question. Does Drew have to win? It's a really, really good point, and we spoke about it a bit last week. I think under normal circumstances, yeah, the homeboy, I know he's not Welsh, but he's, he's our boy in the UK. And they've done a great job of building that. And all the promos 
I don't know if WWE work with them or if they do themselves, but anything you've seen from BT Sports promos for Drew have been phenomenal of building this. Normally, I'd say yes, but I think the crowd, we spoke about this last week, it's not just going to be UK. It's going to be a very European crowd. People will be coming from the continent for this because it's closer than America, obviously. It's going to be a very, I hate the word, like, quote-unquote, smart crowd. But it is. I don't think... But it is. It, of course, it's going to be like a WrestleMania crowd and the night after WrestleMania. I don't know if they will boot out the building of Romans. I think we're all in agreement that Roman's really, really good. I think I've been one round to the way of thinking that you will never get a better chance to take the title off Roman Reigns than you have here. You will never get a better opportunity. If I'm sitting there thinking... I'm WWE, if not now, when? I guess you could look down the line and say Roman versus The Rock, if that's going to happen at WrestleMania, might be a better chance to do it. It's a big if, and does it need the title on the line? I'm not sure it does. So if you say it's not then, well, it has to be here. Thousands and thousands of thousands of red-hot fans in the stadium. It's going to feel like WrestleMania. It's going to have the rival... I mean, I just don't see a better time to get the title off Roman Reigns and make it feel like it's a moment that matches what that would be about. I mean, it's two years in the making. Drew never got that moment at WrestleMania because he had it in the pandemic, and then his second title win was in the Thunderdome. I think they have to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I, I think I don't feel like it's time for Roman to lose the title, but I've said multiple times in the show you don't want to wait until it is time because that's too late. And there is a fascinating story to tell of Roman without a title. There is storyline to be done there. And if I trust anyone to do it, it's this WWE Triple H because my word, how good across the card is WWE at the moment. It's sensational. It's absolutely sensational. And I think, and this is a little bit of fantasy booking, I think there's a way to do it in which a conflicted Sami Zayn accidentally costs Roman Reigns the title. I don't think he does it deliberately. I think there can be some sort of shenanigans, some sort of mix-up where Sami accidentally costs Roman, and then you get another brilliant story going forward of KO trying to protect Sami and show that Sami, these guys aren't really your friend. I mean, I just think there's so many ways to go if you take the title off Roman. If you don't take the title off Roman, where do you go next? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know that. I think the way they could do it as well is, do you remember when Gargano won the title from Adam Cole in NXT and he basically went super Saiyan and basically defeated all of the Undisputed Era? Like, the ref went down, because of course he did, and he just took them all out. And it, it was almost ridiculous booking, the fact that that would never happen, but Johnny was so over that it could work. You could do that with Drew, just laying out each one of them individually with the ref down and really overcome the odds and... We won't get away with it many places, but in the UK, you'll get away with that. The crowd will go berserk for it. So I could see that. If Roman wins, I think you just go straight into, I think you put Drew straight into Karrion Cross because Karrion's going for Drew, which is interesting. He's not coming for Roman in this whole mm. feud. He's calling out Drew, which is very interesting. And you roll straight into KO Roman, I think. Really? Okay. I can see that, and, and it may well be what we end up doing. I just don't think it's as hot as, as having the titles on Drew and then having Roman away from the title picture and wanting to make an example out of Sammy for... Look, the brilliant thing is, there's really no wrong answer here. Whichever way yeah. WWE goes will be a winner. I, I think Drew will win the title because WWE and professional wrestling is about making moments. You speak about moments. We speak about the Hardys returning still. We speak about the huge pops. You want to 
have a memorable pop that will you will be talking about for years and years and years, Drew wins it in Cardiff. Yeah, and Roman's a part-timer now as well, so it's not even like Roman needs to be straight back on the show avenging that. There are ways and there are ways. My God, WWE's exciting at the moment, and I think another brilliant thing WWE did... In the build to Clash at the Castle, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. He's found. He his, got his name back. He's he got, got his, his name, name back. back. He's Matt Riddle again. And oh, bless you! Did you did you wake Otto there? Yeah, you saw me, Matt. I've got a very sad boy in a cone, so I just woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mouthed, I mouthed sorry he didn't have on the podcast, as if he can look at me and understand what I'm saying through mouthing. That was one of the most stupid things I've ever done. Well, what wasn't stupid was the way that WWE built this Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins program really out of nothing. And all my days, that split-screen exchange between them on Monday Night Raw was absolutely brilliant. I think that might be one of the best things WWE has done in years. That got real heated real quick. Mm. Like, real quick. Like, really quite raw, real-world situations being brought into it there. And these two are... And then they brawled as went off-air, didn't it? I don't know if you saw fan footage. They were brawling in the ring after it went off-air and around the arena, Riddle and Rollins. That They sound like detectives. They sound like kids' detectives. The Adventures of Riddle and Rollins. Um, but these two are going to tear the place down. The ring. I actually wouldn't mind with how heated this is if it became a Falls Count Anywhere or something and we got some sort of gimmick match for it to let them just brawl all over Cardiff. I want to see them in the river. Like, I want to see them all over Cardiff. Like, I want to see them somehow, like the Arms Park on the other side of um, Millennium Stage in the Principality. I want to see them in the Arms Park. I want to see them just everywhere. I want to see, like, VT of them just fighting around Cardiff. Do you need a finish in this match, then, given how hot this programme is? It feels to me that this is something that you could run for another at least couple of pay-per-views. No, this could this could carry on. And I think I, don't, I think we get just a wrestling match this week, which is absolutely fine, because I think it would be brutal. And I think you build this to a big blow-off at Survivor Series, or you could run it to the Rumble yeah. and have something big. Like, I know you don't love them, but something like a last man standing or something like a no holds bod or... Oh my God, imagine if we used a Hell in a Cell because we couldn't contain them. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if we started using cell matches like that again. Do you know what I loved about this was this was real, genuine emotion. And I've not loved the Seth Rollins character. This character he's been, it, it's, I appreciate how talented he is. This character hasn't just been for me. But it was the way that they got to the end of the promo. They said, Are we done? Are we done? And then Rollins goes, Riddle, are you still there? And he drops the character, and it's almost like we've seen this in real life. The boxers who are hyping the fight and then the cameras go off and you get a different version of themselves. And it gave me goosebumps, Charlie, to, to see that on WWE TV, that level of difference and creativity. When did we last see that? AW, WWE, a promo that did that. Yeah, it was It was just... It was like something we haven't seen for a long, long time, if ever in wrestling. It feels very real. I tell you where, this is a rogue one, a niche one. Mm. I'd love to see them end up. Do you remember NXT did two fight pit matches? Do you remember this? Yes, yeah. Where they put them in that weird cage that had like a staging area at the top you could walk on and you only won by KO submission. There was no pins. And Riddle had one and Timothy Thatcher had one. Mm. And they had one against each other and Thatcher had another. I really liked that as a concept. It was a bit different. It was a bit, and I know no one really gets, unless accidentally, KO'd in wrestling. But especially with Riddle's MMA background, I'd love him to bring Rollins into that. Like, we're not wrestling, we're fighting. 
things like that. I really like the fight pit. We've only seen it twice. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool concept. And it was in NXT when Triple H was there. So he must have been a fan. So I'd like that. But yeah, I absolutely agree in the fact that this doesn't need to be a one and done. I am invested in this feud more than just one match. And I am re I'm purely just one match, not a moment. That's what I'm probably most excited for this Saturday is Riddle Rollins on the back of this promo. Yeah, it, that one promo has got me from going like, oh, okay, that'll be cool to, whoa, okay, I need to be watching this. Here's something else that I think many UK fans never thought they'd see again is Edge in the ring and getting to see the rated R superstar performing live. It's Edge and Rey Mysterio against the Judgment Day. And I think everyone's going to be having half an eye on Dominic Mysterio because a turn has never been foreshadowed quite as much as we've seen with young Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. He isn't might it? as well he might as well just have a big flashing sign saying, Dad Dad, I'm turning on you, just so you yeah. know. Just It's like one of those films where, where someone's like, you're at the train station and the train's coming in, it says, turn coming, turn, and you're standing on the platform going, oh, here it comes, we can see it a mile off. It's, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'll just be how they do it would be very interesting. Or will they just completely swerve as some stupid, like, edge just spearing Dominic? Like, being like, ha, I got you before you could get your dad. Now, is that stupid, though, or is that quite intriguing storytelling? What if Ray turns on Dominic? No. Not Ray. Not little Ray. Not Ray. Also, Edge did a big emotional post about how much he loves Ray, which was on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it, which straight away had alarm bells ringing for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think. And that's what wrestling does to you, isn't it? You see someone, you see someone put out their genuine love for their oldest friends who they deal with like a brother and they say, my, um, they're my kids' favorite wrestler. They love when their uncle calls on FaceTime. You're like, ah, he's going to turn on him. I think, though, there is something to the fact, just quite poignant, that the Edge and Rey Mysterio, 20 years after they teamed together on SmackDown as part of the SmackDown 6, winning the, the then the first ever WWE Tag Team Championships, they're back together in Cardiff. Yes, it's great to see Edge. The longevity of Rey Mysterio does not get spoken about enough. The fact he can still go at the very highest level, and that's going to be a fantastic match as well. Yeah, it's going to be great. And to be there live to watch Edge's entrance. I'm so glad he's got his actual entrance, not Judgment Day entrance. I would have been a little bit annoyed if I'd seen Edge do his entrance and it was Judgment Day. Yeah. I'll lose my mind here. Do you think you know me? I'll go mad. Any other things on this card that you want to give a quick mention to that have flown under the radar for you? I genuinely think Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler has been built really well. Genuinely believe that. I think it will get... um, it won't get that much attention because there are bigger matches, but I genuinely believe they built this well. And I've loved, I sent them to you, um, the videos of Ronda doing training with Shayna on this is a move Liv does, how do you get out of it? Look how you counter it. And then I saw Liv's been training with Riddle, doing MMA stuff with Riddle. Yes. Been doing, and I just think, yes, because you would be doing that. This is what you'd be doing with it. And it's so cool to be like, oh, okay, this is her offense. Here's how I counter it. And Ronda Shona, this is how you go out of her double knees into the clutch. And I'm like, just really cool. And I think maybe it's my sporting background. I know we go into that sort of detail of, okay, this is what they do. This is how we counter it in rugby. Like, we expect them to do this at the weekend. This is what we'll do with it all. This is what we're going to do to target this. And you're like, yeah, of course they do that in wrestling and fighting as well. Of course they do. So I've really enjoyed that build. Um, 
I'm just so excited. Like, I am so excited. I don't, I lie, I don't even know the full card. I'm not 100%. I, I, there's going to be matches that happen on Saturday. I'm like, oh, didn't know this was happening. Off we go. So how much of our excitement, let's try and be analytical about this, is driven by the fact we're going and it's a huge event and... It... They, they could throw me hide and right versus the great Carly and I'd be excited about but, Saturday. But genuinely, would... Right, OK, I ask this in, in all seriousness. I would always be excited about going to this type of thing. It's going to be huge. The crowd's going to be brilliant. I could say flippantly, ah, uh, yeah, whatever the card is, it'd be great. This is a great card, really well yeah. built. Yeah, I, I would be excited about the event and going to a big live staging WWE show and I'm going to be in Cardiff for a bit in the day before and going to the big superstore they've got and just have, feeling the buzz of 70,000 wrestling fans. Like, I would be excited about that, whatever. But I'd be excited about watching this card at home on the sofa. Like, this is a good card. This is going to be a good show. Um, so yeah, it, we are looking the fact that they've put on a great, great card, and WWE always put on great events. You never worry that it's going to be there's going to be low production value, or they're not going to deliver on the event side of things. That's never a concern, and I hope they have the roof closed. I just hope that because anyone who's been to the Millennium Stadium, the Principality, I don't know why I keep saying the Principalities if I'm one of the Welsh rugby players who has to get it out. Like, I'm allowed to call it the Millennium Stadium. I don't have to get the advertising. I think I'm brainwashed being in rugby and hearing the Welsh boys call it the Principality because they are brainwashed. They, they to call have it that. to say it. They, they have, have to call to. it the Principality. It's like the Scottish lads when they call it BT Sport Murrayfield. I'm like, oh, guys. Um, no, I hope anyone who's been to the Millennium knows that Actually, when it's a great place anyway, and Cardiff on match day is awesome because what's cool about Cardiff is the stadium's right in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's right in the middle, so you're everything's even the people aren't at the event. You're right on top of it, and they do events brilliantly in Cardiff. But you want to get that extra two or three percent of atmosphere, close the roof. There is nothing like the roof closed in Cardiff. One of my favourite things in the build to this, and we haven't seen this for 30 years really, has been WWE superstars popping up in completely random places. Yeah. I, I, I kill to see Roman Reigns on Good Morning Britain and that type of... I mean, that is what I absolutely what live for. What chat to Lorraine Kelly? What is going on there? I love it. I love it. Our tribal chief to their tribal chief. We see your Roman Reigns. <laughs> Sorry, are we saying Lorraine's our tribal chief? Lorraine Kelly is our tribal chief. I don't think there's anyone in the UK who wouldn't go to war for Lorraine Kelly. It's amazing. Um, you know the one that has shot me? They, they must be doing Smackdown in America on Friday and flying straight away. No, it's, it's already in the can, mate. It's already, it right? it's already been taped. Because I, I thought they might have done... Um, Smackdown in Cardiff at one of the they've got a smaller arena and I don't know what it's called yeah like on in Cardiff on Friday night and doubled up but okay they've already recorded that makes sense that's already in the can and rumour has it and if you're listening to this here's a spoiler alert rumour has it rumour has it rumour has it that Butch is wearing his Pete Dunn gear on Smackdown that they've already got in the can now whether that's a dark match that never makes television or whether that's a rumour that's you me like that. Whether that's oh, that's a match you haven't spoken about. Sheamus versus Gunther. Oh That'll my be days. hard hitting. We're gonna hear the chops in our seat. <sighs> it's gonna yeah. be brilliant brutality. Yeah, that is gonna be really, really, really good. So let's talk about AEW, who also are in pay-per-view action this weekend. They take over the Now Arena in Chicago with All Out. There'll be new trios That's champions. That's a bad name for an arena, The Now by the Arena. Way. 
and now Arena. That's a bad one. I, I, that's probably a sponsorship one as well. It's probably got yeah, some other now name. TV or something, but that's that's not a good one. Sorry. Well, whatever Sorry. the name, there'll be new trios champions, a new AEW interim women's champion, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, and as we found out on Dynamite this week, the rematch we all thought we'd see coming, CM Punk versus John Moxley 2. Before we get into the card, is this the first AEW pay-per-view event that has felt missable? Yeah, so we spoke about this, didn't we? I, I think the answer is yes. Then you've got to look into the why. Is it because... Was it a foolish idea to run a AEW pay-per-view this weekend? Because it doesn't matter how big a card you put on, WWE, the biggest wrestling company in the world, are back in the UK for the first time in 30 years. That is going to have the attention. That's, it doesn't matter what they're going up against. That's got the attention. You aren't going to win that battle. Is that the reason it feels missable? Or when you look at that card... And this is so hypocritical because how many times have we sat here and lamented the length of the card and too many matches and all that stuff? But you look at that and you go, hmm, there's not that many matches and how many of them are real dream matches that AEW are used to putting on on these big shows? I think when you look at the card length, to me, it's it's about much of a muchness card lengthwise. They've thrown a load of folks onto this card, but I think it's it's not so much the, the length of the card, it's the length of the build to the matches on the card because we're used to AEW giving us these multi-layered, multi-month storylines that culminate at these four pay-per-views they run during the year. That's all they've got. We haven't had that this time out. We sort of have Forbidden Door land in the middle of it. We've seen all sorts of slightly different things going on. And I think that's what's affected it. I think we were sitting watching Dynamite a week out, not knowing who the world title number one contender would be. And I thought it was a silly move for AEW to throw an open challenge situation out there in Chicago because all you got was a crowd chanting, MJF, MJF. Yeah, you're you're setting yourself up for a fall on that. Now, don't get me wrong. Unless he's I there. Thought, Unless he turns uh, yeah, up on, on yeah. Sunday. I thought the promos from Moxley, Punk and A Steel, of all people, coming out of nowhere, were phenomenal mm. last night. Like, that... That has got me interested in the rematch. I wasn't interested in this rematch until those promos. And how interesting... So I forgot they were in Chicago last night when I was watching the first half. I forgot they were already there. So when Mox was getting booed out the building, I was like, what is going on here? Because he's just speaking truth. And then I realised, ah, he's in Chicago. Of course he is. So I am interested in that match at the weekend. But it's not the way I would have got to it. I don't, I don't really understand why we had the match last week, Jack. I still I don't get it. Well, can we look at it and say that the match last week was a good experiment for a company that is ultimately a TV company because they don't run live events. They don't run pay-per-views monthly like WWE does. It was a chance to draw a big rating, but it didn't work. That actually they fired that shot, and as sometimes happens in business and in life, it didn't draw a massive rating. It didn't get everyone buzzing in the same way they thought it might. Most folks I spoke to had the reaction of, hmm, okay. I'll give them a chance to see how it plays out. I I liked it, but I might be in the minority on that. The more I heard people react to it, the more you sort of get the sense that maybe they took a shot that they shouldn't have by putting it on TV. Yeah, I I don't think it was the best move. I think they should just built to the big match this weekend. But like you say, they tried something that didn't work. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We sat yeah. here last week going, oh, we don't know how that's going to play out, and now we do know. Yeah. We can be wise after the fact. Did you see Punk be horrible for that man in the crowd? 
yes, and then apologise straight away. That poor fella. I'm, guess, I'm guessing the guy was heckling him, and then Punk was horrible to him. Um, if you haven't seen it, go and find it, because I won't do it justice, but it's an incredible, incredible put-down to a heckler. Um, do you know what I did think then, watching it was I thought that John Moxley wasn't booed as much as I thought he might be in Chicago. I know he was at the start, but he just sort of stood there and let those chants win themselves round to yeah. Moxley. And Moxley's almost in that Kevin Owens situation we spoke about where he's so good you can't boo him. And I know he's no. a babyface in most other places, but even in Chicago, he's so good you can't really boo him. Also, not many people can call themselves the fire-breathing, blood-drinking embodiment of professional wrestling. And me sit there and go, nah, yeah, no fair. That, that, yeah, you probably are, actually. Because so, I'm, sure I'm not sure he doesn't drink blood. <laughs> he is just so good. He's so talented in that ring, cutting those Some, promos. And he's so horrible and badass. But some of my favourite things in the world are when Renee Paquette will randomly tweet just about what John's up to in the day. Mm. And it'll just be mun- mundane things that human beings have to do, like, John's cooking tea tonight. And I'm like, imagine John Moxley. And she knows what she's doing because she's so clever, Renee Paquette. She is brilliant. She's Without knowing her, she's one of my favourite human beings in the world. Mm. I think I'd have a great time with Renee Paquette over drinks, over coffee on a night. She just looks like the best fun and is brilliant and talented. And if AW haven't tried to sign her a million times, I'd be shocked. But it's when, and then she puts things like, John's in a workout and he's getting my headphones really sweaty. I'm like, oh, you just have a life at home, don't you as well, John Moxley? You do, you just have a home life that is the same as all of ours, really. You're just real people. Here's the thing, though, real person or not, John Moxley has to keep the belt in Chicago, doesn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know how, but yes. But the flip flip side of that, sorry to cut across you, because it was a two-part thought, is if Moxley has to keep the belt and CM Punk loses twice in three weeks for the world title, something has to change for Punk. Punk can't just walk away from that loss and go, ah, lost again, that sucks, bad luck for me. I mean, this has to be the catalyst for something. Something like, he's talking about losing Cleveland. I like that because that's where he got battered in the UFC and he lost the blue title in Cleveland. So he, he doesn't do well in Cleveland. He should stop wrestling there. Um, if he And he brushed that off as losing Cleveland. If he loses in Chicago, I'd like to see him come out at some point. I'm like, yeah, something has to change. I don't lose in Chicago. I lost him from my people. And we don't see him for a while. And then we see him come back and just be full heel. Just be full, absolute prick punk. The best punk. Just not caring, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Because you lose in Chicago where he almost, he almost like is 10% hard to beat in Chicago. Like like the Canadian destroyers, 10% more effective in Canada. <laughs> he... I think by a Canadian. He, if he loses in Chicago, yes, something has That doesn't happen to CM Punk. Not in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I think he has to turn heel in Chicago. I would have it happen after the match if he loses and have MJF come out and confront him. I'm banging my MJF drum every single week he's not there. I'm banging that drum. Is Here's a question. Is a CM Punk heel turn reason enough to have pulled the trigger on this dream match to, to, to get to that point. If the only way you can turn CM Punk heel is is to look at your logistics laid out and go, all right, if, if we do this quickly and we have those two losses, that is reason enough to turn him heel. Was it worth sacrificing that first Mox Punk meeting? If we get heel Punk in an organic way that is good, then yes, I'd say so, because that that 
that's a draw. That's something you want to watch is a heel CM Punk. And we haven't seen it since he's been back because he's just been, I'm happy to be here. Mm. Um, stop being happy and start being CM Punk. That's a horrible thing to say, but you know what I mean. As a character, yeah, we're completely yes, with not, you. not Phil Brooks, not the man. <laughs> so here's my other question. Uh, that's a match we care about. What, what else on this card, if you didn't order this pay-per-view, would you come to the night after and go... Um, I'm, I'm gutted I didn't see that live. I'm gutted I didn't see that play out. Is it really just that world title match and the potential to have an MJF return that would entice you to buy this pay-per-view? There's a few good matches, but there's no other must-see or anything. Like, Jericho Danielson will be good. Mm. Um, and I, I love what they're doing with Garcia. I love it. Yes, yes. I love that Danielson's now part of the Blackpool Combat Club again. Yep. They're all helping him out again. But not helping Punk. It's very not Punk. Sorry, Moxley. It's very. It's like they almost go. You go and do your thing. We'll look after this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be a great match. The trios final is this weekend, isn't it? We it's know at the pay per view. Um, yeah. It's uh, the Bucks and Kenny. Do we know who they're facing? It's uh, it's going to be the Dark Order, I think. Probably if they get through their match on Rampage. So yeah, that that'll be a great match. I loved uh, Omega and uh, Osprey last night. Yeah. I thought that's brilliant. I want to see those two one on one. I'd really like to see that. Omega had his shirt off. Welcome back, Kenny. Um, apart from that, no, 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 I've missed why we're having an interim women's title. What champion? What, who? What's happened? So Thunder Rosa was stripped of the title last week on Dynamite. So they've had to bring. I missed that. Yeah, they've... why? Injuries, apparently injuries, uh, although all okay. sorts of rumours and speculation that perhaps there are backstage issues there. Here's, here's, my, here's, here's where I'm landing at with this. We've almost come to, to an inversion point where AEW was the fresh new thing on the scene that was fantastic and everyone was loving. And AEW is about three years in, give or take, from their, their Dynamite debut in October of 2019. And now WWE feels like the fresh and flashy new thing with Triple H at the helm. And I think we're seeing a little inversion point where, where those of us who had our love of wrestling reignited by AEW are now looking back at WWE again. Hold on, AEW. We, we, we don't need to be watching quite as much of you because here's WWE and they feel fresh and shiny. And I think AEW is being hurt by comparison. I actually don't think if WWE was still the Vince McMahon run WWE, we, we'd be as harsh on AEW as maybe we are being. But I think because WWE suddenly got really good, AEW's flaws are looking more obvious by comparison. I agree, mate, and I just think it's this is what happens with competition. You have competition; it brings the best out of everyone, and that that is what's happening. And it's great to see. And it really winds me up when I see online people being like, "You have to be a WWE fan." No, you don't. You can be a wrestling fan, and enjoy it. It's the same, unfortunately. Over in my two big fandoms are wrestling and superheroes. You get it in superheroes like you must love Marvel or DC. Nope, you can love superheroes. Like just enjoy it for what it is. Like we are in the greatest boom of wrestling at the moment, probably since. The Monday Night Wars having two yep. huge giant international companies going toe to toe, and it just means we get great wrestling to watch. So, people who complain about it, I don't understand. There is nothing wrong to look at the flaws and the pluses of each company and to do it as a fan and still say, but whatever happens this weekend, we're getting a stadium show on the Saturday in Cardiff that's going to be red hot. We're getting a pay-per-view in Chicago on the Sunday that's going to be red hot and flying under the radar entirely. We're getting a Worlds Collide event between NXT and NXT UK where Bron Breaker and Tyler Bate are going to headline it, unifying the two titles. Yeah, that has really flown under the radar, but for pure wrestling, could have some of the best actual wrestling of the whole weekend. 
I sent it to you this week. There is, and go find it if you haven't seen it, because it was on NXT, which I know not many people watch anymore, but it's online, I saw it. Gunther, Walter, chats to Tyler Bates and just says, that title has a legacy. Don't forget that about the UK title. I'm the longest reigning UK champion. You need to unify the titles. You need to win it for the legacy of that championship. Bring the Tyler Bate that faced me in Cardiff. I think it was three years ago at Takeover Cardiff. UK Takeover Cardiff, wasn't it? A great yeah. match, Tyler Bate. They fought about 45 minutes. Like, bring that Tyler Bate and unify the titles for NXT UK. And I was like, this is like Triple H is making this for me. Triple H and Sean have gone, what will Charlie like? <laughs> we'll give it to him. And I think Tyler Bate wins. Because I think Bron comes to the main roster. Interesting. See, I, w- I would have said there's no chance in hell of Tyler Bate winning because Bron Breaker has been their guy and they will want the NXT brand to come out on top, particularly because NXT UK is going away to become NXT Europe. However, if you're going to call Bron Breaker up, that's the way to do it. I also think you can't have you're going to keep you can't have NXT completely squash NXT UK and make it look like it was just nothing the whole time. Mm. Some of the UK teams, guys, girls need to win this weekend, and I th- I think Tyler Bate wins. I think he becomes a unified NXT champion this weekend. I wouldn't mind that at all. And what I really loved is it wasn't just Gunther turning up on NXT. You had Finn Balor. All right, he came as a babyface to NXT, but he was talking about the importance of that title. You had Champa back in NXT talking about the importance of that title. You, I mean. I, I cannot remember the last time WWE has thrown this much caution to the wind, said, let's do something different, let's do crossovers, let's do, let's just do it differently. And we're seeing that from Raw to SmackDown to NXT, and it is fantastic. Got Ricochet fight of the NXT North American title. Yeah. Again, which will be an unbelievable match. That's going to be off the charts. Like, yeah, it just... NXT feels a little bit important again out of nowhere. This feels like a new start for NXT again. It is just fantastic. And if we sat in September of last year saying AEW has hit a new level with the debut of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, how funny 12 months can be that we're sitting here one year on saying WWE is hitting a new level with Triple H in charge. It's just bananas. Absolutely. It's incredible. It's incredible. Let's do everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Ooh, Jack, Jack, before before we do, before we do. Yes. I... I set a fantasy booking challenge last week. And I didn't get to do my own fantasy booking. Oh well, I was going to hold it till after NXT, uh, till after Clash at the Castle. But if you'd like to do yours now, we're all. Mine's here. a very, very quick one. Go for it. I I'll do, I'll do mine next week. You do yours today. Mine, mine has not got the long-term story. It just has to start a bit of what I do. Okay. For those um, who don't know, this was you could pluck any former NXT talent outside the WWE sphere at the moment and bring them back in. We wanted who and how. So. I would have, let's say Roman wins this weekend, goes on a tear. I'd have him go to a past mania, okay? Raw after mania. Roman is in the ring with Jimmy and Jay and Sami Zayn. And Sami's fully part of the bloodline now. Yeah. He's in. And Roman's just saying, I think I'm done. There's no reason for me to be here anymore. There is no one who can beat me. There is no group who can touch us. And then all you hear is shock the system. An outcome... Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roddy Strong in full Undisputed Era kit, and we just go Undisputed Era versus the Bloodline. Okay, I'm sold on that. I'm completely sold on that. Give me Cole versus Roman. Give me Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Usos, and just give me Roddy Strong versus Sami Zayn. 
And hand on heart, can anyone say that this time next year, we may not be saying exactly that, the way that professional wrestling is at the moment. It could happen, and that's a brilliant thing about it. And that's how I kick off your Raw After Mania. Yeah, blimey. Talk about a way to reset. I've heard online that they're planning to do the draft on the Raw After WrestleMania to move it from before Survivor Series to actually bump it to After Mania, if not directly the day after, certainly the weeks after, where it always used to be, makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it's at the start of a new season after Mania. That makes more sense than any other time of the year. Yeah, and you, you just had that ridiculous situation where people who'd been on the same brand for, for maybe five five weeks at a push were suddenly fighting for brand honour yeah. at Survivor Series. Be interesting to see if Triple H gets rid of that for Survivor Series, that whole Raw versus SmackDown, who is most superior. Yeah, I'd like to go back to old school Survivor Series matches where you just have a random, like, two people disagree and they... Also, sorry, before we move on to earn the push and back developmental, low-key highlight of the week, Kurt Angle mouthing and we want the smoke next to the Street Profits. <laughs> and how good did Kurt look? I mean, I don't want to see Kurt him. Kurt looks great. He looks in such a good place. And I don't want to see Kurt Angle wrestle again. I know nope. I know that he wasn't treated well in his last run with WWE as a competitor, and it probably wasn't the way he wanted to go out. In fact, he said that. However, I I don't need to see him wrestle again, but Kurt doing comedy with Edge backstage, and, and yeah, that is all for me. I love that type of thing. And it's another thing where WWE advertises a week in advance. We know what we're getting. We knew Kurt Angle was turning up. I loved it. Yeah, it was really great. I love Kurt. Uh, so let's send uh, something from everyday life back to developmental, and let's give something from everyday life the push. First or second, Charlie? Uh, I'll go first this week. Go Very for it. simple. Go for it. I haven't got very inventive. Just really for earning the push, Really excited for this weekend. Like, just so I know it's at the start, but like going to the show, get to see you, get to see Dan. Like me and Jack speak every week, but hardly ever see each other. We've seen each other once in the last three years or so. Yep. I say I speak to Jack most days, and we do this every week. So really excited to see you. And the only time, time I saw you was after a game. We came down to Penzance, and you had just. I was talking to someone about this yesterday, and I was talking to Dan about it because he's coming to the wrestling with us, and he was saying. Even then, when he saw you, you were still sort of in game mode. You still had the adrenaline yes. going. And he was like, it'd be nice to see Charlie just as Charlie, not Charlie who's just ran through 15 other players on the pitch and still has the adrenaline going. Yeah, so I'm really excited just to see you. Like, me and Jack are really good mates and don't see you. That's exciting. There's also just the, the, there's the biggest show in the UK for 30 years to go on the side of it. So just as soppy as it is, I'm just so excited for this weekend. Like, absolutely buzzing. So that's my own the push. Back developmental, we alluded to it. I know I talk about him too much on the podcast, but poor Otto's got the cone of shame on, and he's <laughs> such a sad dog. Why he's does he so have the cone sad. of shame on? We went to some family friend's house on Monday for bank holiday, um, and they've got loads of dogs, and they had a great play, and it was brilliant. And then when we got home on Tuesday, Rose, I think playing has got a bit rough with one of them, and Otto has a cut on his back left leg from a tooth, I think. No malice, just rough play. Yeah. Um, and we went to the vet's, and it needed four staples oh. to help heal and antibiotics because it's getting it's getting infected. But he can't pull the staples out or lick it and that sort of stuff. So the cone of shame is on, and it is very sad. And he does look very sad, but it is also quite funny. <laughs> like he hasn't worked out that he's now about half a meter wider than he was on his head, so he just crashes into everything. And he's a big dog anyway. He's a big yes. dog. Yeah. So. My bad event man is that my poor dog until next Friday has got the cone on um, and is feeling sorry for himself. He's lay here looking at me, honestly looking like he's depressed. 
Well, I'm going to give the push. I've got it written down to exactly the same thing that you've got. I'm, I, I know it's wrestling, but just it's got to be Clash. We've got to break the rules. Yeah. Going to Clash, being there. If you were there, come and find us. Come and say hello. We'll be milling mm. around. We'd love to hear from you. So Oh, Jack, what T-shirt are you going to wear? Which wrestling T-shirt? Oh, i got a Finn Balor shirt. I've got my QWO shirt. It's probably going to be that one, I think. What are you going to wear? My Taker shirt. But I absolutely will be buying a new shirt there. I know that um, someone who listens to this podcast, Ryan, has ordered his Cactus Jack T-shirt and he's also got a flannel shirt like Mick Foley to wear over the top. He's, he's going double Foley. You, you have the job of not letting me spend too much money. Oh, yeah, because I can stop you. Can I? I can. Because go- I'll just... <laughs> don't let me... Because this is, this is genuine. If anyone listening, anyone sees me, that uh, we're doing this, stop me. I think... Grown men who buy big, proper, expensive wrestling belts are silly. Like the four or five hundred pound ones. But in the moment, I might get excited. If anyone sees me looking at belts, punch me. No, I'm going to let you do it because I also think grown men who buy professional wrestling belts are silly. However, if I see a five hundred pound wrestling belt, my overdraft's there for the taking. I'm very, very tempted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back about the house like Charlie. <laughs> We're in a cost of living crisis. You and I have had serious chats this week about where we can cut back because of energy bills. You spend £500 on a belt. I'm like, yeah, but it's a universal title with a UK flag in it. You know, Kenny. Stupid like that. You know, Kenny Omega in the um, pandemic era when he was Impact Champion, AAA Champion, Aid. You're going to come back to your house just like with belts everywhere on you. And and your better house going to go, Charlie, what's happening? You're going to go, just don't. Just, I know. All right. Don't, don't, don't. I know. Don't. Yeah. And, and then the only way you wouldn't sell the belt, you'd have to just get some of your squad mates to challenge you to beat you for them, basically. Yes. Yes. That's the only way we would go. I will stop you buying belts. Uh, back to developmental for me. I'm not going to get too graphic about this, but if you are staying in a hotel room with your better half and you uh... plan, you plan on doing some nighttime furniture moving, so much as I can surmise, it might be nice for the rest of the corridor if you kept your noises down just a touch. Because I was in a hotel room in Birmingham on Friday night and the neighbours were having a tremendous time. Paper-thin walls, everyone could hear it, and it fair play, it went on for about 90 minutes and it was Jesus. loud, loud. <sighs> I don't believe it was real then. Uh, do you know what? And that maybe says more about my furniture moving, <laughs> but I don't believe that it was real for 90 minutes. Uh, no chance. Well, I was almost thinking, has someone hooked something up to the TV? Is someone enjoying some alone time? Have I, is, I almost thought, is there a sex worker who has rented the room? And is, is, mm. But it was ridiculous. And I don't know what the etiquette is. I just sat in bed with a book huffing till it was done. Yeah. It was, have you ever been in that situation? Uh not in a hotel, but having spent pretty much from the age of 18 to 23 in lads' rugby houses, living with lads yeah. and in houses of rugby lads, I've had evenings where I don't get much sleep. Yeah. It's not nice and it's not fun and it's very awkward the next morning when you come out of the hotel rooms at the same time. Oh, wow. And they don't know that you know. So they're going, morning. You're like, mm, yeah, morning. Mm, more, yeah, you know, morning we, indeed. Morning, yeah, all right, yeah. Then. So if you are in a hotel, enjoy yourself, knock yourself out, but just be aware that the walls are perhaps a touch thinner than you may think. S- side note, hotel breakfast is one of my favourite things in the world. 
Yeah. Sorry, now it's been by hotels. I love my hotel. Right. You wouldn't have liked this place because not only did I have that, I went up, they gave me a key to the wrong room, so I had to go down and say, this isn't my... And look, mistakes happen, but it was one of those ones. Sometimes there's more to a place than meets the eye, and sometimes there's exactly what meets the eye to a place. And this was the second. That's nothing more than that. Uh, look, we need to wrap this one up because you've got a dog with a cone to walk, and I've got to go and do my day job, but... We have to end with a question, as always. Charlie, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is this weekend's event in Cardiff going to be? Is it going to be a solid 10 just for the atmosphere? Yeah, 10. Like I said earlier, Heidenreich versus the great Carly could roll out and I'll be giddy as anything. But I think atmosphere and event will be a 10. I think this card will be an 8-9. I think it's going to be a great card as well. I think it's going to be great. I think Drew is going to roll over Roman Reigns. The end of the Bloodline era comes in Cardiff, is my prediction. We shall see, and we shall look at it all next week. If you are in Cardiff, come and say hello. If not, follow us on socials. He is Charlie underscore Beckett. I am Jack underscore Murley. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you enjoy earning the push each and every week. But for today, we are out of time. We'll talk all about Clash at the Castle on next week's show. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>